Welcome to the Littler Labor and Employment Podcast, conversations about employment and labor law issues that impact the workplace. Welcome to another Littler Mendelssohn Podcast. Today we are talking about the November Ballot Initiative in California, which would legalize the use of recreational marijuana in the state of California. My name is Marissa Dragu, and I'm an attorney with the Littler Learning Group. And today we are joined by Bruce Sarche, a shareholder in our Littler Sacramento office. Thanks so much for being with us, Bruce. Happy to be here. So can you give us the basics on this recreational marijuana ballot initiative? Sure. Uh, As of June 28, 2016, sufficient signatures were collected in support of the Control, Regulate, and Tax Adult Use of Marijuana Initiative, such that it has qualified for the November 2016 ballot. It will be on the ballot as Proposition 64. And if passed by the voters, the recreational use of marijuana will be legal under California state law. So what is the current status of marijuana laws in California anyway? Well, today the recreational use of marijuana is still illegal under state law, but the medical use of marijuana enjoys state legal protection. Way back in 1996, voters passed Proposition 215, the California Compassionate Use Act, which authorized the use of medical marijuana in California. Now, that law makes it legal for patients and their designated primary caregivers to possess and cultivate marijuana for their personal medical use, which must be recommended or approved by a California licensed physician. Interesting, Bruce. So isn't marijuana use already allowed in other states? Yes. uh, In um, about 20 states, medical marijuana is recognized and lawful, just like it is uh, in California. The District of Columbia and four other western states, Colorado, Washington, Alaska, and Oregon, have also gone the further step of legalized recreational marijuana use there. And how is this shaping up for November? What does this initiative actually look like? It's actually looking good uh, if you want to... uh, if you're in support of recreational use of marijuana. As, as recently as 2010, the California voters rejected Proposition 19, which have, would have done basically the same thing, legalized marijuana for personal use. And back in 2010, 53.5% of the voters voted no. But today it appears uh, if the same issue were to come up on the ballot again, it's, it's trending more favorably. Even the California Medical Association has officially endorsed the legalization of recreational marijuana. So it's got more support today uh, than it has in the past. Okay, great. So, and and of course, we're talking about state support, but obviously we still have to deal with federal laws. So how do we deal with federal law and and what's the guidance there? Well, marijuana is still what's called a Schedule I controlled substance under federal law. Uh, That means that it is deemed to have no medical value at all. You can contrast that with methamphetamines uh, and cocaine, which are Schedule II substances. They are found to have actual specified medical purposes under federal law. So in California, it remains today a federal crime to possess marijuana. Wow. So so that's California. Now, what about the other 20 states that have legalized medical marijuana and those four additional states that have also legalized recreational marijuana? 
Well, there is an obvious tension between the federal and state laws there, and a number of different fact patterns have reached their way to courts which have grappled with this, this tension. In several instances, courts have concluded that employers who prohibit testing positive for marijuana on the job may enforce those kind of policies because marijuana is illegal under federal law. So even in uh, New Mexico, for example, a, a federal court recently concluded that an employer did not need to accommodate marijuana use by an employee who had been diagnosed with HIV AIDS. The substance remains illegal under federal law and therefore the employer was authorized to take disciplinary action against the employee who was using medical marijuana in the state of New Mexico. The citation for that case is Garcia versus Tractor Supply, 2016 Westlaw 93717. In Colorado, the Supreme Court recently considered a state law which protects lawful off-duty conduct. California and a few other states have similar laws, and in this case, the Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the protection of lawful off-duty conduct did not extend to marijuana use. Even though marijuana use is lawful in Colorado under state law, it remains illegal under federal law. So an employer, again, was justified in taking disciplinary action against the employee who tested positive there. The citation for that Colorado case is Coates versus Dish Network, 350 Pacific 3rd, 849. Also, in a, in a somewhat novel decision, the New, a New Mexico court found that a workers' compensation insurance carrier was required to pay for medical marijuana by an employee who was using it ostensibly to alleviate the symptoms caused by a workplace injury. So even though uh, one New Mexico court said that you could terminate an employee for testing positive for marijuana, another said that a workers' comp insurance carrier had to pay for the medical marijuana where the use was necessitated by a workers' compensation injury. In that case, uh, citation is Vial Pondo versus Benz Automotive Services, New Mexico App 2014, number 32920. That's pretty crazy, that New Mexico case. Um, it seems like California might go in that vein, but do we have any guidance with regard to California case law and how we've dealt with marijuana issues in the workplace? Yeah, actually, way back in 2008, the California Supreme Court considered a similar issue and again concluded that the employer did not need to hire a job applicant who tested positive for marijuana even if the applicant was a disabled employee and the marijuana was prescribed by a doctor to address the disability. So again, the tension between federal and state law here, the nod was given by the court to the federal law making it illegal to possess or use marijuana, and the employer was justified in rejecting the job applicant in that case. The citation there is Ross versus Raging Wire, 174 Pacific 3rd, 200. Interesting. Thanks for that, Bruce. Now, back to the initiative on the November ballot. Does it mention anything specifically about marijuana use in the workplace? It does, and there's generally good news for employees.
employers there. The language of Proposition 64 allows employers to continue to enforce drug-free workplace policies. Now, this is kind of a long sentence, so I apologize, but this is taken directly from Prop 64. The legalization of recreational marijuana use does not affect or restrict the rights and obligations of public and private employers to maintain a drug and alcohol-free workplace or require an employer to permit or accommodate the use consumption, possession, transfer, display, transportation, sale, or growth of marijuana in the workplace, or affect the ability of employers to have policies prohibiting the use of marijuana by employees and prospective employees. It also does not prevent employers from complying with state or federal law. So while the law, the proposition rather, does legalize the recreational use of marijuana, it also says that employers can continue to maintain their drug-free workplace policies. Now, one of the earlier initiatives, which actually did not qualify for the ballot, would have required employers to accommodate medical marijuana users in the workplace. But that provision is not part of Proposition 64. Now, what about, though, with respect to drug tests? If the initiative passes, can employers still give drug tests in the workplace? At this time, we think so, because drugs, including marijuana, will still be illegal under federal law. We've got that 2008 California case that supports testing. There are several types of testing. The California case involved pre-employment testing, but there's also reasonable suspicion testing or post-accident testing or random testing. And I like to say that there's no such thing as risk-free drug testing in the workplace. Any type of testing can subject an employer to a claim for invasion of privacy. But if you set up a well-crafted testing program in advance, and you give employees advance notice of it, it still appears as though those kind of programs can be enforceable under California law, even if this initiative passes in November. So is there anything that employers should be doing at this time? Well, I think it's a good time to review and update drug-free workplace policies uh, prior to the passage of this possible initiative. We anticipate that many California employers will continue to enforce those drug-free workplace policies in the future. But we do think that there are a number who may treat marijuana use in a manner sort of similar to the use of alcohol by their employees. Most employers prohibit employees from reporting to work under the influence of alcohol or uh, prohibit them from consuming alcohol on the job, but don't take any action based on their off-duty use of alcoholic beverages. I think we're going to see a number of employers take this approach to marijuana. Don't report to work under the influence. Don't do it on the job. But other than that, what you do on your own time with marijuana is your own business. Well, so Bruce, tell me, how do you even know if someone is under the influence of marijuana? Well, uh, Marissa, I'm not a doctor or a toxicologist, but my understanding is there's not a test to determine if someone's under the influence of marijuana. No test. There is a test that says whether someone's used marijuana recently, and I believe that marijuana uh, stays in your system, that the positive test results for marijuana stay in your system for about 30 days. 
but it's not like a blood alcohol test where we have state law guidelines that say, yes, this means you are currently under the influence of alcohol. There's, there's, no, such, there's no such test for marijuana. Experts can provide training to managers and supervisors in the workplace in detecting whether someone is under the influence based on a reasonable suspicion, but there's no hard and fast scientific test to, to say whether or not someone's under the influence of marijuana. Interesting. So any other final thoughts on this initiative, Bruce, and, and what our employers can do if they are doing business in California? Well, it's June as of the recording of this podcast, and I think employers should follow this and stay tuned. And let's see if the initiative qualifies for the ballot. Let's see if it passes. If so, I think employers are, are going to have to engage in sort of a fundamental rethinking of their approach to marijuana and drugs in the workplace. Before November, I think it is a good time to take out your policy, take a review. If you want to implement testing in the workplace, this would be a good time to do so. Uh, employers, of course, can continue to track this issue because it, it's, it's about more than just recreational marijuana use in society. It's about recreational marijuana use and its impact on California workplaces. So employers who are concerned should, should track this issue, and they can do so at littler.com, listening to future podcasts like this or reading our publications, and just keeping abreast as this matter develops further. Great. Thank you so much, Bruce. And as Bruce mentioned, you can get more information, including additional podcasts on employment laws and related issues at littler.com. Thanks so much for listening. The purpose of this program is to provide helpful information for employers, addressing the latest developments in labor and employment relations. It is not a substitute for experienced legal counsel and does not provide legal advice or attempt to address the numerous factual issues that arise in any employment-related issue. To discover other labor and employment podcast series from Littler, the largest global employment and labor law practice, visit littler.com slash podcasts.